What's going on, everybody? So as you know, we've been hyping it up this week. We have a very special guest here today. Now, Tony Robbins says it's not your lack of resources that prevents you from being successful. It's your lack of resourcefulness. You know, another one of my mentors once told me that it's not about being concerned about getting into the into a business that works. It's that you make the business work. Now, our guest is a prime example of that. Now, we've heard the statistics on how businesses usually fail within five years of being created. Now, only as our guest achieved substantial success in his business, he's actually got help in a very unique way. Now, here's what's interesting. Back in 2016, he put together a crowdfunding campaign on Indiegogo with a goal of $10,000. But once he exceeded that number, he pushed it up to 15K and even exceeded that number to help launch his business and make it a success. Now, here's a little fun fact about Indiegogo if you don't know anything about it. Uh, nine out of 10 campaigns on Indiegogo do not get fully funded. So the fact that he exceeded his goal is actually really impressive. Um, now, our, our guest here, he believed in his mission to protect and save lives. So what he did was he put together a high-quality, bullet-resistant body armor to provide safety for people in their everyday life. He is a CEO of Safe Life Defense in Las Vegas, and he's also a member of the notorious digital marketing mastermind War Room. You can watch how effective his bullet-resistant body armor is on YouTube. I checked out a few videos, and and you can also check that on his website. And it's actually very fascinating to watch. And also on his Instagram, there's a video of Chuck Liddell punching the the body armor, and he's like not even not even phased by it. Now, by the end of this interview, you're gonna have a unique understanding of how you can use crowdfunding to help sort support your mission. You're going to get a unique perspective on how using video can drastically help your business in terms of marketing. And you'll feel that whatever you want to sell is also very possible for you to, to make a success. So, Nick, uh, thank you for joining us here today, man. Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me on the show. I, I absolutely love what you do. Um, and it's really an honor to be here. Awesome. So so back back us up a little bit, man. Um, what like what? first initially got you started on your journey to become an entrepreneur? That is something that, that was just in me as, as long as I can remember. Um, I, as, as far back as I can remember, I just remember kind of trying to find my own way to get the things that I wanted or just enjoy. I mean, the first thing I can remember was a school store that I ran out of my desk back in third grade. Um, and I actually got in trouble because I was out selling the school store. It was kind of like a pawn shop sort of thing. I'd buy from the other kids and resell it. And that was my very, very first uh, memory in kind of being an entrepreneur. But it's it's just always been there. Okay. So it's always been in terms of like, that's just been who you are as a person. Now, I want to I wanna know about this because like what's, what's very interesting is like the, the crowdfunding on Indiegogo. So what, what what was your business at before you decided to do the crowdfunding? What made you decide to do that? Like walk <clears throat> us through that. So there was nothing as far as Safe Life goes before the crowdfunding. At the time, I mean, I had been, you know, lifelong entrepreneur. I kind of made some products. I, I had some success in nightlife hosting and a limo service, um, but that just really wasn't for me. Um, when Safe Life when Safe Life came to me and I, I was developing this armor, it was kind of more for myself. And I decided, I, you know what, I'm going to actually go big on this. At that time, I was probably like fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 in debt. I put every single thing that I had into this Indiegogo campaign 
as well as my girlfriend at the time. She also backed me on that because she saw that vision. Um, and it was really either a, a, a do or die moment. Either that crowdfunding was working or <laughs> or that that was, don't know where we'd be. So everything went into that for a few months. Wow, that's really, that's really fascinating. So like, did, like what, what happened? Did you tell all your friends? Did you tell all your family? Like, how did you get the word out to make this like successful? Did someone back you up or, or organization? So there definitely no organizations and very rarely does do friends and family fully support a new vision for, for something that you want to do. You know, I, you know, been successful in nightlife and, you know, this limo service and all of a sudden one day I'm like, I'm done with that. I'm doing this. And everyone just sees that it's a, a big risk. And like, what are you talking about? You've never done something like that. You know nothing about body armor. Like, don't do that. Um, but over time, you start to realize it doesn't matter what other people think. If you believe it and you truly feel it and this is what you want to do, you can make it happen. Um, I was lucky enough to have a girlfriend at the time and still do um, who loved the idea. She uh, she was is a was and still is a writer. Uh, she helped me pull together my Indiegogo video, Indiegogo campaign video, which, by the way, was supposed to be on. Um, oh, why well, can't I even think of it anymore? Um, what was the other one? Well, anyway, she, I know what you're talking about. I remember it was that was a big ordeal because I planned it for I, I don't know how I'm drawing the blank for this other uh, uh, Kickstarter Kickstarter it was a Kickstarter campaign and I built everything around Kickstarter. We went to hit the live button and they go, ah, you're selling weapons. You can't do that. And they just shut it out. That was that was a big freak out moment. We redid everything for Indiegogo and that's where that turned out. So and, anyway, uh, she helped me pull together all my writing kind of helped with my first real marketing attempt there. And I had um, a cousin, uh, his name is uh, Christopher Petruccio. He has a, a pretty large car channel called Crispy. Um, flew him out and he did that video for free. So I had two people that truly, truly supported me. We pulled this all together. And then one day we finally got to hit the launch button on Indiegogo. It went out there and then it was just go time. Like, nonstop all day all night just doing everything possible to get that going but uh i can thank those two people for for making that successful for me man that's that's really incredible to have that that support system now with uh your like like with this safe life defense what made you decide to get into body armor to be i've i always wanted to be a law enforcement officer, a SWAT team, CIFB, something. Like, that's what I went to school for. I went to school for criminal justice. I truly wanted to be a law enforcement officer. Um, but there's just that feeling just inside of me that just I, the entrepreneur always comes out, and I, I can't fight it. Um, I don't know if it was a subconscious sort of way to get back into what I really wanted to do in a, in a, in a way that could merge the two, or if it was uh, – kind of luck honestly it was it was more of a subconscious thing huh? really body armor is just something cool that i that i liked and just one day said i'm gonna make it and i did and, and here we are now and now it's my whole life yeah that that's it's really <clears throat> inspiring um and to see everything come full circle and, and still you know along the path in terms of something that you really enjoy um something like just it's, it's really cool you made it work in your own your own way now, like walk us through what happened after. So, so I'm sure while it's blowing up, you're freaking out like, oh my God, like we exceed our goal. And like, this is crazy. So 
So what happened after that? Like, did you have like the business knowledge and, and how to, you know, get it, get it out there? Or did you have a mentor? I didn't have a mentor. I had, I, I, I had these two people that, that supported me. And we actually the, my, my cousin, Crispy, uh, he, he made that first video, you know, that was, that showed the importance of video to me. And he was, he was kind of gone. So it was just me and my girlfriend at the time. That was my only real, um, support at the moment. But as an entrepreneur, it's very normal to be totally on your own or have luckily, hopefully one person there. It's just, you got to kind of do your thing and what you believe in until other people start to catch on. Cause a lot of people don't do these things on their own. They have to see something already being successful for them to get that vision. So at that time, it was just just me on my kitchen table and her helping me with writing and, and supporting me with bills until that came through. Wow. Now, how long like, did it take from, you know, that 15K and, or, you know, that you, you made from the crowdfunding? Like what, how long did it take you for like things started blowing up? Because I'm with Crispy using like uh, the, the video, I'm sure that he, because you're, you definitely get this feeling of very professional when you go to your YouTube, when you go to like your, your website, the videos that are created aren't like amateur videos, you know, they're not like garage videos. They're like legit production videos. So what was that after? I was like, all right, I got to get some more production out there in terms of like showing the product, right? Yeah. So at that time I hadn't done anything like that. Like, so I, I always knew the value of marketing, but it was never something that I really did to that level. Um, once the Indiegogo was successful, uh, which by the way, the, we got the 15,000 on Indiegogo, but <clears throat> that was actually really stressful because at the time I set up a website as well. And what most people were doing is they were actually going on the website and ordering and not going through the Indiegogo page. So I'd be getting orders through the website, and, but those wouldn't count towards the goal on Indiegogo. So unless that goal was met, you don't get that funding. So it's kind of like it was split between the two and it was very stressful toward the end there kind of seeing most people going through the website trying to get this working because that's kind of also your uh your public perception it was that was that was a challenge um but uh after that you know that that funded our our first uh our first batch of of product that we're making um and just it just never stopped so like being like 100 percent on all day all night through a few months of Indiegogo, really researching Indiegogo pages being my first introduction to serious marketing, um, really helped push forward and, and set uh, a work ethic and a standard for the future of Safe Life. So Indiegogo was a great research and learning tool. And I, I would highly recommend someone do that, but if they do it, you gotta really, really research and, and learn from other successful pages to kind of build your own way. Man, that, that, and I'm sure it's like super fulfilling to see like all those, like all that time doing all that research. And that's, that's insane. I didn't know that about like the <clears throat> website and like, like you wouldn't get any of the funding if like, less people went like, bought through Indiegogo. That's actually uh, really crazy now. So after like the funding's there and like, you're all good. Like how long did it take to where you actually started to see like some fire starting to catch like, oh wow. And people start like you started to see some real big traction and demand for your body armor. Well, the the traction happened pretty much immediately during Indiegogo, like with with the website. The Indiegogo, the Indiegogo aside, the website was was taking off. Uh, the Facebook page was building. That that's key. Social is is absolutely key to Indiegogo as well, or any crowdfunding. Um, but it was really taking off through 
the website and it's not something I expected because I didn't think people would want to wait. You know, at the time it was like 10 weeks for a product that no one had ever seen. It was something that I just made and you just see all these pre-orders just coming through every day. And at the time I, my goal was three vests a day. I'd have a calendar and I'd, I'd mark, you know, one, two, three, and I'd, I'd celebrate. And I'd love watching it grow just on this, on this calendar. Um, but it, it just, with the, the dedication that, that I put into it and the just the, the solid base that we had built, it really caught fire immediately. And that, that fire never went out. We were actually just um, just ranked number 282 on the Inc. 5000 list as the, the fastest growing com- private company in a, or the 282nd fastest growing private company in the country. Um, and next year, we're, we're planning to go beyond that. Um, it's just if you have any fire, you just do everything possible to make sure it does not go out. Like that's, that that's key. Never let that stop. That's wild. Now, that, so let, let's do some, cause like, so you didn't have a mentor, but you did have two people that really supported you through this. And then things were catching on fire. Now, when did you start to like, think like, okay, well, um, like, like how did war room come, come on your, on your radar? War Room um, is something relatively new, I guess. It's been we've been members there for about a year and a half. Um, my team, within the, the two years that from the Indiegogo campaign, we we grew to probably about at that time I think like 12, 13 people. And marketing, marketing is everything. Uh, we heard about this uh, conference called TNC Summit out in San Diego. Uh, we booked tickets. We all went out there, actually my, myself, my marketing team and my, uh, uh, my COO. And we loved it. We absolutely loved it. We, uh, they, while they're on, on stage, um, you know, you have, uh, I know you, you know of them, Roland, Perry, Ryan, um, they're, they're pitching War Room as this, um, premium networking, uh, you know, a very elite group of networking. And they, they really, they really were able to show its value and really explain how amazing that would be to be in. And by the end of the conference, we found Perry. We, we talked to Perry and we're like, Hey, we got to sign up. Like we want to sign up. Uh, they told us all the requirements, which at that time, you know, we, we had met and we, we immediately signed myself, my, my, uh, my girlfriend who helped me from the beginning. And she's now my, uh, my, uh, marketing director. Um, and Andrew Sabatino, we, we joined and, we, we go to everything we possibly can. It's an apps. It's an amazing group. Yeah. That's, that's really inspiring. Cause that, that's actually a really big goal of mine to, to be part of war room. Cause I see, like, I know that the most successful people are connecting and they're talking with you. And, and the thing is like, it's always like, it's a win, win relationship. You know, it's always give, give, give. And how, like, how much can I, can I help you out? And I know once you, you know, you start getting to those, those higher levels in business, it's, it's great to, get perspective from other people who also have those uh, who went through what you went through in a sense, right? Like it wasn't an easy path. They can understand you. They can speak your language and man, I, I just know that, that that's the, that's definitely the place to be now with like, uh, with joining the war room, what do you feel like has been like the biggest, like has, has helped you out like the most with your business? That's, that's a really hard question because every time you walk into a war room meeting or even sign on Facebook and you're in the war room group, there's so much valuable information, so many connections that just 
can change your life. It, it's hard to really pin it down to, to one thing um, because you never know that just the very, the slightest interaction can change your life, your entire mindset and, and your future. Uh, so it, it's really hard to pin down one of the most recent, one of the most recent things though, that really caught me is a, um, was an intensive run by Roland Frazier uh, about how to scale up at the next level. Once you have a really successful business that's running well, you can start really growing by acquiring other businesses, rolling them into your company, getting vertically integrated, things like that. And that, I think, even though we haven't acquired anything yet, we're trying it, that, that was a, a life-changing uh, kind of seminar that I went through with Roland. And it's, it just, it's, it's on another level that I was never even really that aware of. And now he just made it so clear. Um, it's just so clear and, and just made it seem so easy that it's just something that's always on my mind now. Oh man. So I know that, that like the next goals is to, what is it? Is it the legs, the, um, leverage exit grow. That was the one. That was the one. Yeah. Yeah. That was even, even if we weren't at the level that we were, I, I, I recommend that anyone that has the opportunity to go to it does. It just shows, it just shows what's out there. You might think that there's, you're kind of not like getting to like a peak or anything, but it, it just opens up a whole new world. That's, that just shows you you're really, there's always the next level. Yeah, most definitely. And, and I know that my brother-in-law, he, he's in war room and he speaks very, very, very highly of Roland. And, and you know, everybody else that I talk to knows Roland like this guy's like a genius, right? Yes. Um, I, I want to know, like in terms of like productivity, right? Like, cause it's, it can be tough for like when we're in the day to day, especially like, you know, younger entrepreneurs, like, like myself, we are, you know, breaking in, we don't have that, you know, big business success. So we're looking for like, sometimes it can take, you know, you know, very long time. And sometimes we can get, um, you know, a little discouraged and, you know, we have our doubts and, you know, uncertainties now, like what, what keeps you on track? Like when you were, when you were, you know, coming up, like what keep like what do you do that keeps you productive and like kept your head on straight and just having that full belief that you were going to make it? So I think the number one most important thing when being an entrepreneur to stay on track and to make sure that you're going to make what you want is to only do what you love. I don't think that an entrepreneur should ever force a business that they think is a good idea that they don't absolutely 100% love and, and enjoy doing. I mean, I, there, I basically am working all the time, but it never feels like work. I enjoy every moment of what I do. I love building this business. I mean, I, this is what I do for fun, right? It, it's, it's my life and everything, but I see it as fun. I enjoy it. And I think that that's the, the biggest key. I, I couldn't imagine going to work and, or even running my own business and just not being into it. I, I don't know how I'd stay productive. It's really easy if it's just, that's what's fun for you. Yeah, that, that definitely makes sense, man. Cause um, even just from my perspective, when I've achieved like some business, cause this is actually my first year in, in business. Right. And I've had some, some business success and like you still feel, even though like some money comes in, you still feel like similar to how you did before, right? Like, like it almost makes no difference. And like the fulfillment comes from the, like the activity itself and actually making a difference and seeing like other people like light up and actually utilize 
like the thing that that you have right so what like what does your day look like like on a day-to-day like do you have like is it just like uh do you have like a morning routine do you have like four hours of deep work like what does that look like for you so I might might not be the best example of keeping a a, a normal routine or a schedule. Um, my whole life is about building and growing this company. That's that's what I do. All the money and everything else comes second. So every day I'm just doing whatever is needed that I think will help grow this the most. Um, I do have one routine and that's starting every day with a morning meeting on a zoom call with, uh, with our team leaders, um, it really helps me stay in kind of stay in the loop with everyone without having to interrupt them during the day, which, uh, at a certain point becomes a problem. You become more of a nuisance to people than, than a help. Um, so that really helps kind of direct the company. And then I kind of bounce around to whatever, whatever has the most effect. For that day so i know that's not what most most people say you should do but that's what's that's kind of what works for me interesting man yeah everybody like has their own like uh their own little process they do like i have i have certain mentors it's like no like like the routine is like religion to them like this is mm-hmm. what i'm going to do and i have others like you know what i go and like my my brother-in-law for for instance this guy He's like at his computer like 10 hours a day. It's I'm like, man, I, I don't know how you do that. That's actually that's actually really, really fascinating. So what what part of like the business do you like? I know there's things that you like more than others, right? Like um, what part do you feel like you get the most fulfillment for? Like what do you live for like in your business? So that 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 answer is is very fluid because Every single role in the company, I've done very, very intensely. And once it's something that I start to feel like I'm, I don't want to do it anymore or that it's becoming a grind, at that point, I feel like it's something that I've mastered to my ability and I hire someone that I hope that, well, that, that, that is better than me, right? So the goal is to do a job, understand it fully, hire someone that can do it better than me, and then move on to the next. So, you know, I've been through marketing, customer service, sales, um, warehousing, all all these things are something that I just do very, very intensely and on to the next. And then once those kind of, I kind of run through them all, I end up going back through them again and revamping them. That's a process I'm in right now. Um, But right now, my my favorite part of the business is really product development. Um, I love the R&D process as well as uh, warehousing, to be honest, be honest with you. Um, it's really, it, it's really cool. Uh, warehouse and factory. It's really cool to to kind of go in um, and go into an area that that's running very well, and then say, hey, why don't we just make this little tiny tiny change? And then we see that it's the efficiency of that area just skyrockets. So in that sort of environment, especially in like a, a factory with an assembly line sort of thing, you can do such little tiny changes. Let's move this machine. Like let's move this table literally over three inches and in some way, I mean, I could go into detail, but in that, by just simply moving that table over three inches, it saves three seconds per process. And we end up putting out an extra hundred products per day. Like just seeing those instant sort of results is, it's just, it's that, that's so much fun. Wow. That's, that's, uh, that's actually really interesting. Um, like just like the little, little things and even like within the the factory, cause I, I look at something like, um, like even like the marketing side, right? 
in that i think that's just because that's more most most like my personality in terms of like like making the video creation and all that stuff but um right now like a, a big thing that like i like to teach and like that we hold like very true for like success like i believe like uh, one of my mentors his name is manny he said you know people are the shortcut to success right like if you can if you have like that the people around you if they're you know shooting like they're you know above you or any way like and they can help you out can make a tremendous difference now along your journey even like before war room was there um was there uh, like besides you know crispy and, and your, your girlfriend was there anyone else that really served like a really big influence and like you're like man and like kind of helped you out along the way or you're just kind of like you're just working and figuring it out as you go i think i think there were a ton of people that helped me out along the way um throughout my entire life you you learn a lot and you from from family members from friends whether or not you maintain that friendship a lot of i mean as as a lifelong entrepreneur you get different perspectives and motivations or people trying to discourage you in a certain way that it all builds up over time um and even that the people that discourage you that that get scared and feel like you know ah that that can't be can't happen learning to listen to their their criticisms criticisms and feedback but throw it out the window and say are you kidding me like no i know this can work i'm going to do this anyway that's something that's really important to learn and to to build confidence in yourself because then when it does work they come back and say, oh, wow, like that's, you know, that's amazing. You're so lucky. Like, no, get out of here. Like this, is the, this has been planned. So every, like every single interaction that I, I feel that you have on a daily basis affects us more than, more than, than we expect. So I didn't really have that mentorship or anyone to talk to until War Room. Um, but you don't have, I don't think you have to have someone like that if, if you can work, build your confidence and learn every day and just make sure you stand your path and don't get discouraged just because other people are saying they couldn't do it. The only reason they can is because they say they can't in all honesty. Absolutely. You know, like it's that mindset, right? You believe you can or you believe you can't either way. You're right. Either way. Absolutely. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy all the time. And uh, you know, that's the only thing stopping people. A lot of people say, Oh, I want to start my own business. I want to start my own business. Well, why haven't you like you can sit down after work and just, build a website, go on Wix.com, build a website. That's how I kind of how I started doing these things. And I, you know, I would do it for fun. Next thing you know, sales are coming through, but it's building like, Oh, I mean, this is fun now. Like it, you can totally do it for like $3 a month. I don't think there's any reason that any, you know, anyone should be that scared to do it. Like you can do it at a pretty low risk sort of in a low risk sort of way. Yeah. Especially today, you know, like with things being online, you don't have to open up a brick and mortar business or, or anything like that. You can really get, started for something very inexpensive. And one thing that I, I'm noticing, and I actually really like, it's really awesome. Uh, when it sounds like like your way of uh, making things happen, just like, oh, you have an idea and it's just, you just run with it. You know, like I think a big thing that <clears throat> myself, you know, have challenges with is like when we have an idea and it's like, all right, like that's, that sounds great, right? And like, okay, well, well, who's a person who like created a course on this or something like that, right? Or like an event that can help <clears throat> out or a book that you like, you know, digest first, like sound like, did you, did you also like, are you an avid reader as well? Or are you just like action, 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 figure it out and, and adjust? Uh, I, 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 uh, it's definitely an, an action and adjust and it drives people absolutely insane. Um, cause someone can, can 
say something or I can see something that just that will inspire me. And all of a sudden it's just absolute hyper focus on that. Well, you could do this and this and this. And then like you get on the computer, start, you know, knock, you know, knocking it out, just start building websites. Like, what are you doing? Like, we were just talking about this, like, like a couple of minutes ago for like fun. Well, no, no, like I, this is a good idea. Like we can do this. And like, I don't know how it works, but can learn afterward. Right. It, it, I, I'm not a very, I'm not a very big supporter of, you know, the, starting a business with a five-year plan and writing all these things down and, and trying to, to come up with all that, in my mind, that's going to hold you back more than anything. Because when you start a business, you can't plan five years out. I still can't plan five years out. Things change too quickly. So it's got to, I, I see it as take action, build it and go from there. And that's, that's really how, how I've, how I've always worked. Dang. So it's just like, what's, what's important now? Let me just do that thing and just, you know, we'll, we'll figure the rest out as it, as it comes along. Right. Much. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's some big things that you, you know, you need to plan for a little bit ahead of time, but I, the, the, especially a startup in five years, no way. I, I think if you're running a successful business, things are going to change too quickly and you need to be, have the agility and you have to be able to hit things as soon as they happen. Um, planning things and forcing things to go to plan, I, most of the time, I think, will really hold back your growth. And that's, you asked earlier, and I don't think I asked your question, what do I live for? And it is growing and building the business. That is, that is everything to me. Everything else that comes from that as well, uh, you know, financial freedom and, and all that sort of stuff, that's secondary to just wanting to build and grow things. Wow. And, and for you, that, that's, that's very, very fun and that's very fulfilling. And then um, it's like, that's like your purpose. That's, that's actually really interesting. Um, now, like a, a huge thing, right? And, and you, I think you've, you've, you've already answered this. I don't even know why you know, I'm thinking about asking this. Because uh, like, here's, here's the thing, right? Because I know that uh, a big hindrance to like progress is I see a lot of people want to keep options open while they're working on something. So like, Oh, I want to build a business, but I also want to make sure I maintain this. And I also want to make sure my social life's okay. And I also want to like, when you go all in, what does that look like for you? Cause I know you're obsessed and like, I I'm sure like you don't have like that problem in terms of like feeling so guilty in terms of like cutting out everything else while you work on this thing. Is that, is that right? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, I truly believe that when you have no other option, <laughs> you, 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 you're going to make it happen as long as you want it to. I mean, like, like Safe Life and in the Indiegogo, if that didn't work, uh, I, I don't know where I'd be. But that kind of also motivates you. Like, you know, like, hey, if this doesn't work, I'm like really screwed here. But like, I'm already start. I already started this. So like, if it if I just give up or if I try if I don't go all in, um, you're kind of screwed anyway. Actually, that was that was a uh, during that Indiegogo campaign. Um, my girlfriend at the time, there was it, Catherine Myers, by the way, or Katie Myers. Um, she told me like, like I there was one point I remember sitting there in my on my kitchen table just being like, I like put so much into this. Like, should I put like this extra? Like, this is like the rest of what I've got. She's, and she's, I, I remember clear as day. She said, well, if it doesn't work, you're screwed anyway. So you may as well go big. And I was like, yeah, yeah, you're right. So just all in, all in. And, and that was, that was it. That was it. And, you know, it worked out because I, you know, didn't have any other option. And, 
it, it just became, became what it became. That makes sense. Cause so your, your back was against the wall. It was like, this, this is it. It's all or nothing. Like you have to make it work or else it's like, well, this is it. This is all we got. Um, now with that, with that initial, like, um, 10 K or like the initial 15 K, um, I'm sure you put a lot, like what, where'd you, where'd you, where'd you put your money into like after like that to help it grow? Did you put in some marketing product? Well, I was incredibly lucky to have my cousin who was that high level videographer who, who knocked that out. That would have been like a $15,000 video had I have to pay for it. So I was very, very fortunate to have that connection. The rest of it really, I, 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 it was a bad move. I put it into a publicist because at the time that's what, you know, Indiegogo, these crowdfunding campaigns rely on. It seems, it seems like all these rely on like media coverage. So we hired a publicist to, to do that. And that was just a total waste of money. Um, really it's social media is what had the largest effects and what I wish I spent that money on. It would have been, um, if I could tell myself back then, that's what you should spend your money on. That's what I would have done. Um, but social media is, is, uh, the number one thing I'd say for, for crowd, for Indiegogo and crowdfunding, you build up a page, you get organic follows, and then you work on some paid and, uh, it takes some time, especially at first to learn how to do that. Um, but it's incredibly powerful. And did you do that mostly through Facebook and Facebook ads? Facebook. Yep. It was all Facebook at that time. Wow. Um, okay. And when did YouTube start coming into play? Uh, you, like YouTube advertising or like creating. And then I see that you have some stuff on YouTube as well, but like, um, like e even either or like, uh, well, when did you start putting stuff yeah, on YouTube content on there and then, you know, start putting ads on there as well. I still have not mastered a YouTube channel. Uh, we made, we do very well on YouTube advertising, but YouTube, a YouTube channel is, um, uh, it's a different, different beast. Um, I think to be successful there, you need to consistently produce, turn this off. Sorry. You need to con con consistently produce content. Um, and you have to have a personality that people want to be part of, um, as a brand, it's, it's a much harder, uh, harder platform, I think to master. Um, and we still haven't, we still, Put videos out there but it's really facebook and instagram that are our, our largest portions youtube is something we need to work on gotcha yeah you know like um russell brunson in his book traffic secrets he's like he talks about like with a platform that you have like committing all into one platform instead of you know because like a lot of people what they want to do is they want to go like i want to repurpose and do all these different things and Russell said that he didn't actually, you know, move away from Facebook until his company was doing at least, you know, um, double digits, right? And like all oh, multi-million dollars, like a, what was that eight figures? There we go. Yeah. Um, so that's that's really that's actually really incredible to see that. Like I'm 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 gonna take that clip right right there, right that you know that you mostly on Facebook. It's like, look, you can achieve huge amounts of success just only being <clears throat> on what platform, one platform, and really committing. To that i know you also do the instagram oh, um but yeah but like, um, instagram is still through the facebook platform so you're still running the same same sort of ads and things there but facebook has been uh by far the biggest driver of traffic and once we start to really get that down then we start branching out but uh facebook we have a 
a solid team dedicated to that. And it's, it's, I mean, the, the power of that being the way that you can target the way that you can re-engage and everything. It's, it's an incredibly powerful tool. That's, that's really unrivaled by anything else. Nice. Um, I'm really excited. I know my, my brother-in-law just uses Facebook ads. Like that's like his blood for his business. It's like, mm-hmm. boom, put money in there and you know, he gets, he gets some money out. Um, here, let me put this in the group. If anyone has any questions for, for Nick, um, go ahead and drop it in the comment section. Uh, in the meantime, while we have people, uh, commenting, Nick, do you have any kind of like, like say someone's on their journey, like they're, uh, you know, I know you said like, do what you love. Is there anything like if any kind of wisdom that you would pass down to like the younger generation, uh, what would that be? I do what you love is, is, is really a, a big message that I would put out there, but the really, I, I made one post on this on Instagram when, when I first started my Instagram page and it's really, we kind of covered this little as well, is that if you have something that you, that inspires you and that you think you love it, or you, you, you feel it, you just, you, you, when there's something, an idea that you have, or, or I, I don't know how to describe it, but you feel it and it kind of, it, it ends up consuming everything that you are. You need to make sure that you utilize that you use that feeling at that exact moment and don't say, well, I need to get this covered and then then I'll be able to do that. Or, oh, I'm I'm working. I, I, I have to focus on my job so I can pay the bills. No, like. Do it. Do it then. If it's after work, sit down at that computer and start doing something right then, because if you don't. Your brain will let that pass and it will be it'll be gone and you you know maybe it's not going to work but maybe it will and the and you know you have to do that many many times and i've gone through i don't know maybe like 15 businesses but when there's one that catches and it really just consumes you like it, it's it's the greatest thing in the world it really is because then every single day is just you're just playing it's just you're just you're just playing and it, it you're just so happy with it and it it, and you just get to it, it just becomes more than like your, your wildest dreams like, and, it, and it just happens quickly so it, it's just you got to just do it then don't let it pass you by man i i really do um you know fall back like uh endorse that as well because there's been many times in my life in particular where it's um it's like it's like a say yes and figure it out later kind of deal where it's like i really want to do this but i'm like am i in the position like can i do this and it's like you know like we're gonna do this and then once like you you get to this point of no return, what's interesting is like your brain starts coming up with answers that weren't available to you beforehand before making that decision and jumping in. And now like you're like, all right, now I got to figure this out. And it's actually it's actually very fun. It you know? is. Yeah. It it is. I mean, it, it, in all honesty, it's like it, it's I I when I was little, I loved computer games or video games like The Sims or like you know, tycoon games where you kind of just have this blank, big blank slate, and you say, you know what, I'm gonna build, a, you know, a roller coaster park, and you don't know what it's gonna be, but you have your vision there, and it's just fun to to build it up and see where it goes, um, and it it fe- when you're when you're when you do something that that it it truly is fun to you, it's just like it's it honestly just feels like playing one of those games in all honesty it's just you know you just figure it out as you go go problems pop up you you solve them everything gets better and it's just 
it, it's just it's just fun. It, it really just becomes fun and not work. And that's what's so important, I think, about um, why as an entrepreneur you 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 choose to do what you love. Because I I couldn't imagine it being any other way. I just I I can't see how that would work in all honesty. And I think that's also why you started this podcast off by saying uh, most businesses fail within five years. I think that's probably a big reason as to why a chunk of those fail because people aren't doing what they love. It's what they, they force. Hmm. Yeah, man. Cause like there's so many different avenues that you, you can, you can build your business in so many different ways. Right. And some, some models can seem very lucrative and, but like, I think about myself thinking like, okay, like that's lucrative, but I don't know. I wouldn't have fun doing that. That seems like really, you know, like I, I wouldn't wake up excited to go to do that. And like the way that I see it, it's like, well, like I know that my model works in some way, like in, in, in its own you know, form, which is, you know, building credibility, building my influence. And that's going to take a little bit more time, but man, is it so much fun doing it in the meantime? It's so much fun creating content. It's so much fun having these conversations with people. Like, like even right now, like this is part of, of my, my brand or, you know, my business, but this doesn't feel like this doesn't work at all. You know, it's like, Oh, I have to do that. It's like, I love the research. I love like getting to know like what made you successful. And that kind of work is like, you, you can't put a, you can't put a price on it. It's just so much, it's so fulfilling and it's even more fun, like afterwards creating clips and putting that out on Instagram. And so other people can, can watch it and then they can like apply what is it that was taught and help change their lives. So, um, I really like that, man. Like really all boils down to, it's like, uh, it, it doesn't come down to like, here's a big thing. Like a lot of my mentors tell me is like, it doesn't come down to like the money. It's like, if you make money, the target, like it's, it's a moving target. It's not bad to have money goals. It's not bad to, you know, aim for something, but also like aim for like creating opportunities, like doing something that you really enjoy doing. Cause that's what it's going to come down to. Like one day you're going to get, you're gonna have all the money you want, but it's like, if you hate doing what you're doing, like it's, it's not going to be fun. Right? No, exactly. You know, kind of back to what you were saying as well with, when you're doing something that's for fun, and even if it's not something that, like, that isn't you know the most lucrative model, if you're just starting out and you're doing it for fun, when you, when you fail and you will fail at things, it also makes those failures hurt much less. You didn't put months and months of planning and like this has to work, this has to work, this is I'm I'm bank you know you're, you you don't have to. It, it makes it more of a fun learning experience. It's it, it's. How am I trying to say what I'm trying to say? Uh, failures are easier when it's fun, I suppose, really. Mm. And if, if you don't, if you're not doing something that you don't, if, if you try and do something that you don't love and you have to plan it out and you force it and then it fails, you're extremely discouraged and you don't know what to do. If you're just having fun and it doesn't work out, well, well, I learned from that. Let's, let's try something else. And it just, it makes it much easier. Man, I really like that, man. Let's, uh, let's take a look at the, some Facebook comments here. It says, uh, we have Omar. He says, thank you for being here, Nick. Um, he said, I have a question. Like, uh, it might be a little bit of a challenging question to answer. Uh, it says, I have a question for Nick. How do you keep your cognitive biases that may be preventing you from further success in check? Cognitive biases. Um, 
I'd like to know a little bit more what he means by cognitive biases, unless you have, uh, unless you have some, some insight on that. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, I, I don't, because uh, we have we have so many. Um, not entirely sure what he means by that. But here we have another question. It says, "Let's see. Have you had to stop? Wait, have you had to stop listen to an old mentor who helped you out at the beginning?" Wait, let's see. If so, how did you know that you needed to get a new mentor? I'm not sure what he means by that. Well, I mean, for me, I never had a direct mentor, and at least not so getting into war room. Um, so you can really have confidence in yourself and try and be your own mentor. I mean, you don't have to have someone there telling you what to do. You can carve your own path and find your own way. I think it's just important that you build confidence so that you can trust in yourself and you don't have to have someone to rely on because not everyone has that opportunity. I mean, where I was from, I grew up in upstate New York. It was cows and cornfields. I lived in an apple orchard. There weren't many people there for me to, to, to be a mentor. Um, it was just just making sure you stay true to yourself and doing what you truly feel uh, you're meant to be, you know, you're meant for. You know, I, I've, I've, I just came <clears throat> to this realization. I, you, you wrestled, right? Yes. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because like, like this, like really strong and powerful, like you're going to make this happen. Like no matter what, like kind of like strong mentality is definitely a wrestler's mentality. And I, like one of my, like my jujitsu coach, I remember him saying like, like, like there was more presidents that were in wrestling than any other sport. Um, like as far as presidents go, do you feel that like wrestling had a really big impact on, on your mindset when it comes to life? Um, I would say that sports in general did. I, you know, I, w I did um, soccer and baseball, baseball, you know, all through high school. And I, I didn't start wrestling until my junior year of high school or sophomore, I'm sorry, sophomore year of high school. But that was just something that just clicked and I did it. I ended up wrestling through college as well. Um, but I think sports in general really give you that I can do it, you know, push through sort of mindset. Gotcha. Wrestling, awesome, wrestling is, there is something special about wrestling too. It is kind of, it is, never thought of it that way, but there, there's something special to it as well. Yeah, like uh, my coach, he was saying, like it takes a special kind of person where your family's eating Thanksgiving and you get and like the kind of mental oh toughness you have to have. <laughs> no, remind me of that. Yeah, my my diet would be popcorn because you just eat what the lightest food is, just something to fill your belly, not like based on anything else. Yeah, no, I yeah, I try and I try and push that part out of my memory. <laughs> Awesome. Well, hey, Nick, I do appreciate you taking the time here today, man. Uh, where where can my, my audience find you? So uh, you can find Safe Life on Instagram and Facebook, and you can find me personally, uh, mostly on Instagram now, um, since my mom took over my Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> but uh, Instagram at, at Nick Grote. Awesome, man. Very much appreciate it, man. Have a good one. Thank you.